Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So this week we're reading the portion of Yisroi, and in it we discuss the famous Ten Commandments that God gave the Jewish people on Sinai. Now, if you look at the Ten Commandments, it seems to be a bit uneven. What do I mean? You read the first one is Anoichi, I am God your Lord. The second one is, you shall not have any other gods before you. Mm -hmm. The third one is, Lysisa, do not use my name in vain, don't swear falsely. Number four, keep the Shabbos holy. Zohar is in Shabbos. Number five, Kabed, Esavicha, Basimecha, to honor your father and your mother, Laman Yarichun, Yomecha, Aladama, so that you will, you will live long. The first five. Second five, Laititzach, do not murder, Laitinach, do not commit adultery, Laitignev, do not steal, right? Mm-hmm. Do not bear false witness. And number 10, not to covet. Now, the Ramban says, if you analyze the 10 commandments that were given on two stones, the first five and the second five, you'll realize why God gave two stones, not one stone. Because the first stone is the commandments between man and God. The second commandment, or the second stone, is between man and man. Uh However, there seems to be one of these commandments that are inconsistent with this rule. And that is the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is to honor your father and your mother, and yet it's in the same row, on the same stone, as the commandments between man and God. What is the reason for this? This is what the Ramban discusses. The Ramban, which is Nachmanides, who was born 60 years after the Rambam, Maimanides. So the Rambam was born 1235, 1135, to 1204, and Nachmanides, which is the Ramban, was born 1194, 60 years after the Ramban. The Ramban says that the reason why the fifth commandment is to honor your father and mother, and it's on the same stone as the commandments between man and God, is because Really, honoring your father and mother is part of honoring God. To quote the Ramban, he says, Honoring your father is the same thing. It's synonymous with honoring God. Because, Because to honor God you have to honor him, which is to honor your parents. Your parents are a shituf, a, a uh, partner. partner in the tzira, in the formation of man. Similarly, we find the, the Chinuch tells us. The Chinuch is, is a book you can get today in English. 
Sefer Chinuch. It has all the 613 commandments. It's a worthy, worthwhile book to have in your home. And it goes through every commandment of the Torah and explains the rationale behind that mitzvah. And the laws pertain to that mitzvah. Sefer Chinuch. Sefer Chinuch says that what is the, the root behind the mitzvah to honor your father and mother? That a person should recognize the kindness that your parents did for you. Number one, they brought you to the world. If not for them, you would not exist. They diapered you. They fed you. They gave you food and drink. They sent you to your school, to day school, to yeshiva. They gave you clothing. They gave you... Everything that you have today is because of them. So therefore, it's the right thing to honor them. And when you begin to honor your parents for giving you life and for giving you sustenance and for giving you clothing and shelter, ultimately you'll come also to honor God because God is the one that caused Adam to be born. And from Adam, you have all of the generations. Until this very day, everything comes from God. Furthermore, there are really three shutfim, there are three partners in creation of a human being. The father, the mother, and God. The father and mother give flesh and bones, and God gives you the soul. So these are the three shutfim, the three partners of man. Now, the Rambam points the Ramban, rather, points to the fact that honoring your father and mother is honoring God. The Chinuch says it's the right thing to, to honor your father and mother because they gave you so many things. How do we understand the, the Ramban who says that it's a mitzvah literally to honor your father and mother because this is the honor of God. There's an interesting chidah. And he says like this. When God gave the first two commandments, the nations of the world said, God is jealous. God said, I am God your Lord. And do not have any other gods before you. So the nations of the world that were serving idols said, look, God is a jealous God, and therefore he does not allow us to serve any other idols. However, when it came to the mitzvah of honoring your father and mother, when God said you should honor your father and mother, then they began to appreciate what God said, and then they accepted also upon themselves the first two commandments to honor your father and your to to I'm God your Lord and you shall not have any other gods before you. What's happening over here? What's going on? Why do we need the mitzvah of honoring your father and mother in order for one to honor God? Okay. We first need to understand the history of idolatry. When did idolatry come into the world? How did it come into the world? In the generation of Enosh, they began to serve the sun and the moon and the stars. They said, look, the sun provides us with warmth, 
the moon provides us with direction at night, and the planets and the stars give us certain qualities for healing and, and plantation, etc., etc. Therefore, we have to honor these things. And there's no doubt that God himself wants us to honor these creatures of creation. However, says the Rambam, it was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. Why? Because the sun and the moon have no power and no, on their own. Number two, they have no choice whether or not to give this power. The sun does not have a choice whether or not it should shine. And the actual power of warmth is not from the sun itself, it's from God. As the Rambam says, it's clearly, it's like an axe in the hand of a woodchopper. So you go to the axe and say, Mr. Axe, thank you for chopping the wood. I'm going to put you in the holy ark in the synagogue. We're going to kiss you every day and respect you. That's ludicrous. You got to be out of your mind. An axe has no power on its own. It's only the woodchopper. And the same is true, the sun and the moon and the stars and all of these other quote-unquote deities have no power on their own. And therefore, you're not allowed to serve them. You're not allowed to give them any credit or any power. If that is the case, what's the difference between that and your parents? Why are you able to honor your parents even though the power to give birth to children is from God? And the answer is, because your parents have free choice. They have free choice whether or not to decide to have children or not to have children. And the fact that they decided to have children, so it was their free choice, that is the reason why you have to honor them. In truth, there's two concepts over here. One is that you honor your father and your mother because you are thanking them for what they do for you. They give you food, thank you. Clothing, thank you. Education, thank you. Shelter, thank you. It's the normal thing to do. And as the Chinuch points out, that this is a very important law because it teaches us to be grateful in general to anyone who will do a kindness to us that we say thank you. Yes. It's not about entitlement. We don't deserve anything. Someone did us a favor, thank you very much. So the, the law of Kibbutz of Aim is a very big umbrella law in general that teaches us the importance of acknowledgement and thanking people for helping you. Similarly, the idea of, of honoring your parents is like paying back a debt because they brought you life, they gave you your existence, and therefore, thank you and I'm paying back a debt to my parents, especially in their old age when, when they need support and they need food and they need clothing and they need shelter, etc., etc. It's payback time. They supported you and they raised you when you were totally an invalid, when, when you had no ability to raise yourself. Now, when they, God forbid, need your help, it's payback time. So this is one criteria of Kibir but this is primarily between man and man. Right. Why then does the Torah include the mitzvah of Kibra of Aim between man and God? Why is it one of the five in the first stone, in the first <coughs> tablet 
which is really between man and God. And the answer is that the power to create a child, ex nihilo, nothing into something, nothing into something, is the power of godliness, is a gift that God gives us to be able to produce a child. In other words, even a healthy human being who runs every day and they jog and they work out and they eat well and they sleep well and they're strong and they're healthy, have everything 100% perfect. Yet many times we see couples get married and they don't have children. Why? They're trying. They're trying. It doesn't work. Because the koyach, the power to have a child, which is to produce, is from God himself. In other words, by nature, things as you get older get weaker and get drier and, 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 and become older and etc. etc. However, the power to create something brand new that's even stronger than you and better than you, this comes from the power of infinity, which is called the Ain Sof, that comes from God Himself. So each husband and wife are given this blessing of the power of Ain Sof to be able to produce a child which explains an interesting custom, by the way. I made a bracha earlier. An interesting custom. And that is, they say the day of the wedding, or even before the wedding, the, the kala, the bride, buys her chasen, the groom, a talit, a talis. Now, what does the talis cost? cost $100, $200, $300. Depends if you have the silver atara on it. Chabad doesn't have any silver atara. It's $120 or dollars. Why is it so important that the wife buys the chatan, the talis? Why can't he buy it on his own? So there's a famous answer brought down in the book of Minhagim of Customs that in the Shema that we read every day, there are three chapters. And the third chapter is the Mitzvah of Tzitzis. To have the tzitzis, which is the talus. And what do we say in that chapter? We shall not follow your eyes and your heart that desire other things. So this means that the wife is telling the chasen, till now you're allowed to look around. Till now you're able to shop to find your wife. So you looked here, you looked there. Now you got to close shop. You got to take the towels and put it over your eyes. <coughs> don't follow your eyes and don't follow your heart anymore. Now, we're one. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is consistent with, with the, uh, the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Just to sidetrack for a moment. The Ramban says that the actual five and five are parallel. You're supposed to read it this way, not this way. We read it horizontally, not vertically. That's what we have. What, is that, what does that mean? That the first commandment of I am God, your Lord, right? The first of the Ten Commandments okay. is consistent with the commandment don't murder. <laughs> the second commandment of do not have any other gods before you mm. is parallel to don't commit adultery. Okay. If I'm God, your Lord, don't have any other gods. Same is true with marriage. Mm-hmm. Another God is like another wife, another girlfriend. It's consistent. So 
The idea is, you're getting married now. The wife says, till now you're allowed to shop around, I understand. You want to make sure you marry someone you love, someone who's beautiful, all these things. But now you made up your mind, there's no more shopping. I'm giving you a talis, cover your eyes. That's one custom. That's the answer according to halacha. The answer, or nigla. The answer according to chassidus and Kabbalah, why does a, a wife give a husband the talis? Is because the talis is a garment that goes around us, surrounds us. This alludes to the koyach ein sof, the power of the ein sof, which is the infinite light. The idea of, of a talis, in contrast to the tzitzis, which are which go into the the hole, which which alludes to the mamalikolamin, the limited, all-pervading light. The talis, which surrounds us, represents God's power of infinity. And basically, the kala tells the husband. Today, at the day of our wedding, God blesses us with the power of infinity to be able to have children and grandchildren who go in the ways of Torah and mitzvahs. That's the idea of the talus. So this gift that God gives us to produce children is not a human natural thing. This is a godly gift. And therefore, when it comes to the mitzvah of to honor your father and your mother, says the Rambam clearly, the Ramban clearly, that this is kavod hakel. This is the honor of God himself. Because we're acknowledging that the mere fact that my father and mother were able to give birth to me is because of their godly power that was instilled to them by God and it was a gift. And therefore, by acknowledging your parents and honoring your parents in truth, you are acknowledging and honoring God. So this is why the mitzvah of honor your father and mother is part and parcel of the first five commandments. It's part of the first tablets, which all allude to the mitzvahs, bein adam lamakom, between man and almighty God. So this is the mitzvah of the Ten Commandments. We read this week in the parasha of Yisroi. And it's important that... Uh, we come to shul to hear, to hear the Ten Commandments and to inspire our children to follow the Ten Commandments. And more than that, when we inspire our children to respect us as parents and teach them the reason behind it, that this is because, number one, it's simply paying back a loan. And number two is because it's being thankful. And more importantly, number three is because the power to have children is from God himself. And that's why angels do not have the power to have children. Angels don't get married and they can't have kids. Even though they're very spiritual, they don't have the power of Ein Sof. They don't have the power of infinity. Only a human being is given this quality. And therefore, by, by teaching our children to acknowledge this quality, ultimately... This will bring them to love God and to acknowledge God and to be better citizens and better human beings and, and to bring the, the knowledge of God to the entire world, to make the world a holy place and a beautiful place, a place where God says, Basi Lagani, I come into my garden, for the world is truly a garden and the ultimate blessing with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days. Amen. 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 So just to honor their father and their mother would, not, would be parallel to not covet. Parallel to what? The, the <coughs> no. no. Yeah. 
you yeah. And you riff on 